Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the legendary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be here to help you be the best version of you that you can be. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it. Awesome. Well, I'm here with my good man, Jeff Robbins. We're here in his beautiful backyard in Evergreen, Colorado. And I've asked him to, to be here with us today just because um, I met him through the Mankind Project, which is some men's work that I did uh, a couple months ago. Yep. An amazing retreat uh, that I highly recommend if you are a gentleman or watching and you've never looked into it. Highly recommend it. Uh, that's a, a shameless plug. But uh, we were chatting just over coffee, walking around a beautiful lake here a couple weeks ago, and, and just learning more about his story is just phenomenal and inspiring and, and gut-wrenching, too, a little bit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just welcomed him to, to join us for this little video here, so thank you for being uh, here. It's my honor. Yeah. It really is, Johnny. So he's, uh, he's been a very successful <laughs> businessman. You, have your own, you started your own pharmacy. Yep. Pharmacies. Pharmacy, yeah. Pharmacy, yeah. Yep. And then we also had a corporate wellness business okay. so and then I've been a consultant for years okay yeah so he consults he speaks he teaches you lead men's retreats or you know yeah man can projects so you're doing a lot of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. it kind of it seems like you're like have you ever seen the prophet uh yes the prophet, yes where he comes in and turns yes it almost sounds like you do that for other type of you know functional medicine businesses yeah i do it for functional medicine businesses and then i also kind of do it for for people okay you know health wise right. we we turn their lives around yeah. also yeah and we you know we find out what they want to do how they want to live how they want to experience life yeah. and then we help them try and meet that yeah so, yeah that's pretty awesome yeah so he's a, a very eclectic individual with a lot mm -hmm. of back uh background and experience so i'd love to kind of maybe start start you off just and Letting people who don't know you as well, yeah. obviously, know just about your your story, your upbringing, how you got to where we are today. Sure, in yeah. More of the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. The meaningful version, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, um, grew up, uh, was born in Illinois. Uh, my formative years were spent in Brussels. My dad worked for Caterpillar Tractor mm -hmm. Company, so we call ourselves call ourselves cat brats yeah. right because uh, we're kind of like uh, army brats right and um, so my formative years from two to almost eight were, were in were in uh, Brussels Belgium mm. and um, and that was that was quite an experience you know as yeah. you know I, I grew up learning French and English at the same time mm. Uh, my sisters went to the American school, but I was too young, and so I went to a built Belgian kindergarten. Cool. So I spent all day talking in French, cool. and uh, which like you that. still know. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. My my accent's good. Right. <laughs> so that's awesome. It's natural. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, you know, and, and there, you know, I have uh, uh, I think a number of watershed events in my life, um, and that's you know. That's where life started for me, and and um, that you know the the tough side was, you know I was sexually abused when I was there, uh, not family members but by by a neighbor, and it was about as horrible as you could imagine as far as sexual abuse goes, and um, and so. Uh, you know what happened to me in that process I really I was three you know yeah. I was a toddler yeah and um, so I really didn't understand what was happening the only thing I understood was is you know he told me in French that if I told anybody that he would kill me mm -hmm. and he would kill my parents and mm -hmm. he would kill my sisters mm -hmm. and so that started me down this life of secrets yeah you know, because I didn't, you know, I didn't, and, and also internalizing everything that happened to right, me. Right, And uh, so, th um, so that was, you know, that was formative to, to, to say the least. Um, and, you know, so we moved back here when I was eight and it was weird because when we moved back, when we moved there, I felt like I was a fish out of water because mm -hmm. I was an American kid in mm -hmm. Belgian. And then I became socialized to being a Belgian. Yeah. Uh, and then we came back, and now I felt like I was a Belgian kid in, in America. Yeah. This was in the 60s, so, you know, 
nobody was paying attention to any yeah. of that, right? Yeah. We didn't we didn't think about you know psychologists. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I, I had to go to speech therapy because I sounded like Pepe Le Pew, and uh, and so, uh, but I always felt other than, yeah. and I was still had was living this life of secrets, mm -hmm. and um, and so you know it was it was tough. It was pretty tough for me. Um, you know, so for for me, uh, you know, for me, my belief system, either by the grace of God or, you know, my 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 own brain taking over, you know, the memories of the abuse were really suppressed. Mm -hmm. But the effects, you know, the wake, you know, like out of the back of the boat yeah. were alive and well in me. So yeah, yeah. Um, what what I lived with day in and day out was terror. Yeah. You know, I, I was terrified about everything. What I learned later on in life, a buddy of mine that's a psychologist was like, oh, you don't know what fear is. You know, I would just go from normal to terror mm -hmm. just because my really first experience was terror. For sure. And so that got hardwired into me. So I didn't know you could just kind of be scared about yeah. something. Yeah. Everything just terrified me. Right. And um, Debilitating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so what I did to, you know, to help moderate that is I self-medicated. I was, you know, I was a hardened drug addict by the time I was 12. Mm. I, I would do anything I could get my hands on mm. and, um, you know, do anything to get money to get, you know, my hands on, on drugs. And mm -hmm. I mean, like, like anything from, you know, smoking pot, but also, I mean, I would huff glue and huff acetone. I mean, anything. I mean, it, and... And I think about it now and I see a 12 year old kid, yeah. you know, and they're just, you know, teeny tiny. So young. Yeah. And I thought, I, w I was a drug addict then, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a marvel. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a marvel that, you know, now at my age that I know that I was saving my own life. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that, that I'm not dead too. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of my friends are gone. Right. You know, right. they were in jail. You know, or they're gone. They're dead. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 All, so, all running kind of in the same crew, huh? Yeah. There's yeah. Of, yeah. 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 All of us, you know, you know, broken toys running yeah, together. Yeah. You know, trying to trying to fix ourselves, patch yeah. ourselves with the duct tape of, you know, pot and yeah. lewds and acid and you know whatever right. you know. Right. But it's. But again, you know, being now the 70s, you know, you didn't, kids didn't go see a psychologist back then. I mean, that, that just wasn't done, right. you know. Right. And uh, so that's, you know, that's, that's, that's where life left me until the point, I think I told you about this, you know, until the point, you know, I had, you know, I was just so tired of being terrified. Mm -hmm. You know, I slept with the lights on until I was 18, I told yeah. you, you know, and and uh, my parents gave me a nightlight. You know, that was the closest thing to therapy that I got, right? Yeah. And I would, I would, because they knew something was wrong, yeah. right? But I would huddle, literally, I would curl around that nightlight. And that's when I was 15. Yeah. You know, now I look at, you know, I have two daughters and I, you know, look at them at 15 and they're these like super confident, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and so the flip is on yeah. as opposed to being you know, now it's like, you know, you should be like a young adult now. Yeah. And I was still acting like a three-year-old, yeah. right? When yeah. I was abused, yeah. which makes sense. It so, makes sense. Yeah. so, um, so without any thought, I mean, literally without any thought, you know, I grabbed some neckties from, from, uh, my dad's closet mm -hmm. and I, I fastened a noose and, um, and I knew if I tied into the light fixture that it wouldn't hold my weight because, you know, I'd done construction with my dad and stuff. And so, so I tied into the electrical box mm -hmm. inside the, the ceiling of my room. And I stood up on my desk. And, and honest God, Johnny, I, I had no thought about this. All I, all I wanted was the terror to end. Right? <coughs> right. It, was, it was tough. And, um, <clears throat> and I had a foot off the edge of the desk. Mm -hmm. And my mom knocked on the door and said, dinner. And it, it just hadn't hit me that my mom would find my body. You know, mm -hmm. my parents weren't the problem, mm -hmm. right? They, I mean, my parents are loving, mm -hmm. you know, people. Um, but I thought, oh, my, you know, and I love my mom, yeah. you know. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, you know, I put my foot down. I was like, I can't let her find my body. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah. And so I... 
untied the noose and stepped down and and you know it was just kind of numb yeah you know and um the realization of what you were just about to do yeah started sinking a little bit it did it it really did i i, I remember saying to myself i gotta figure this out yeah and you were 15 i was 14 14 14 wow so yeah so um yeah it was amazing it was just amazing yeah so uh, yeah and then the you know uh, um you know the 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 next week I, I I'd been really interested in martial arts because I think the, of the safety thing, yeah. and also some structure, you know, because yeah. I, I felt internalized like I didn't have any. Everything was just, you know, garbled up sure. inside. And the next week, I saw in the little local newspaper that this Korean master had just moved to town, mm. and he was a half a mile from my house. And I rode my bike down there and met him, and you know you know my dad was like i'm not gonna pay for that stuff you know he was yeah. very conservative yeah. you know financially so you know i you know i started a house painting business yeah. and you know i started to to support you know going, awesome. going there you yeah. know and yeah. mowing yards yeah. and doing everything i could right? yeah yeah but that you know that was like the next watershed thing for me because it gave me a, a place to go that i knew was safe yep um, it gave me a structure, but it also gave me a place for all this internalized anger that mm -hmm. I had, right? Mm -hmm. That I didn't even know I had. Mm -hmm. and, I, and if you think about it, I was, I was saving myself and killing myself at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so this gave me a place where I could just hit stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did for you know the next twenty five years was I hit stuff. But I feel like you hit upon something, uh, no pun intended, that's so important, which is like bef before I started, I have had an experience, nothing even remotely close to what you've experienced, and yeah. yet I still was wounded, yeah, and still acting, but I didn't even know the result of stuff from my past and how it was showing up as an adult. Yes. And I think it's so it's so easy to look out and see someone like, oh, they're screwed up, you know, or they got some, some baggage. Right, right. You know, it's very easy to see that. Yeah. But then with our, when it comes to ourselves, it's so hard to identify because we it just, is. we identify with ourselves and it's been consistent. Yes. You know? Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, to a large extent, there's, you know, there's this walling off that has to happen because it, life is hard, you yeah. know. It's it, it doesn't matter what age you're at. Like yeah. your your expectations are not going to be met on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think as little, uh, I'll just speak about boys, um, but you know, little boys. I mean, we would just get mowed over if yeah. we felt everything that was happening right. to us. Right. So our psyche <clears throat> is amazing in the ability to wall off. And like you said, you can peer through eyes and go man that guy screwed up yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but but it ain't me yeah, you know yeah. my life's fine yeah, i'm good <laughs> i'm good yeah. i'm good yeah i'm yeah i'm on my fifth girlfriend and they all say that i'm emotionally shut down yeah. but it's their problem yeah, you know or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah. i'm a drug addict or yeah. you know whatever yes. you know take your pick yes. take, take, pick your poison right? yes yes yeah as i say fine is the is the acronym for feelings internalized, never expressed. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, right. uh, yeah. 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 Sure you are. Yeah. 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 But yeah. we don't even know, like, even if we see that in our friends, or even, I can't even imagine your parents knowing something's up. Yeah. You know, and, and parents could be watching this and be like, something's wrong with my kids. Yeah. But I don't even know where it comes from. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. a different time than in the 60s, granted. But, yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure your parents were just kind of. Just to give you a nightlight, it's like, uh, will this help? I, yeah, that, I they mean, they didn't know what else to do. They didn't know what else to do. And quite honestly, you know, my mom, you know, I didn't hide stuff from my mom. So mm. it, I, my mom really saved me. Mm. So she knew that I was using drugs mm. and she knew that I was way too young. Um, and so, you know, it, it came out as um, loving scolding, but always an open conversation too. Mm. And I, I, so for parents out there, yeah. what saved me was my mom. You know, I remember one time my mom said, you know, um, you, you know, you're, you're, you're just avoiding something that's inside of you. Yeah. And that's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm a 12-year-old drug yeah. addict. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's good. <laughs> Everything's good. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I remember. 
I, what I remember is that there was a voice inside of me that said, she's right. Yeah. You know, it was like, that there, that was my internal nightlight. Yeah. Right. That's she like gave me true essence. Yeah. She saying. gave me an internal nightlight that yeah. I could huddle around going, yeah. yeah, what I'm doing is screwed up. And I think that's what led me ultimately, you know, to go, I don't, I don't know how to fix this. I'm overwhelmed. So I'm going to end it all. Yeah. And, and, and again, for any parents out there, uh, you know, it was not some big plan. Like I planned this out for weeks mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, like I was going to kill myself. It was literally, I made the decision two minutes before I went yeah. and got the materials to make the news. Yeah. Had never crossed my mind. Yeah. And, you know, again, but by the grace of God and that knock on my door, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here, mm -hmm. you know? And so mm -hmm. it's, it, it doesn't have to be some big, long, hairy, you know, visible, you know, um, psychological problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was all inside of me. Right. You know. Right. And and it was you know that was the John Wayne days. We right. just you kept it inside. Right. 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 Which still is alive and well. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, in a massive way. Yeah. And so you started getting into mixed martial arts. Yeah. Uh, taekwondo. taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah. Taekwondo and and uh, you know. Uh, practice my my butt off and I you know I found the dough the way you know I found a way it was yeah. like I there was something I could attach myself to yeah. and and this is something that we'll talk about again later on and yeah. I'm sure in this but I could attach myself to something that was bigger than me yeah. that had history yeah. that that I could feel safe in mm -hmm. and be a part of and and in service to. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, immediately I started helping out. You know, we put on demonstrations at schools because, right. you know, he just started his business. <clears throat> and then when I became a black belt, I taught classes and taught seminars. And, and you know, I got I got pretty darn good. I, you know, I was, uh, um, and, you know, I was a, the USTA uh, national champion four times. And people were like, oh, you're great. And I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> I just I just like to hit shit. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, hitting shit is saving yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and if it happens to be a person, it's all legal, yeah, you know, yeah, right. and I can knock people out, yeah. you know. And 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 so, yes, I was good. At, and my work ethic came out you know and that you know when i was when i was doing you know when i was competing at that level at, you know at an you know at a national level um that yeah i was working out eight hours a day yeah, you know and yeah. but again it was saving my life for sure you know and i didn't know that yeah but now i know that yeah you know? was your uh taekwondo what do you call him? Master? Yeah, yeah, Master, yeah. Was he uh, much of a influential mentor in your life at all? He, or did he, he just provide the structure and the he, he, accountability? He was, in a way, he was a man of very few words, you know? And so it was really about watching him walk in the dough, in the way, mm -hmm. and, and literally how he moved and how he held his body. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and he would he would give us... You know a talk at the end of most classes mm -hmm. and it was really about being you know in integrity and being authentic yeah. and being of service yeah. right and paying attention to yourself and your family you know mm -hmm. and so you know I you know I, I he was like truly like a god to me yeah. I just anything he said yeah. I internalized yeah. and that was really important because my my dad was similar he was a man of very few words um, and so, you know, it, I had to glean mm. from them what I could mm. and then internalize it and make up my own mm -hmm. story. And the cool thing was, is now instead of hanging out with drug addicts, I was hanging out with world-class athletes. Yeah, yeah. And so I was, you know, I was able to internalize those messages more and more. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting too, to see, you know, I, I, I'm often thinking about how we as men and, and these generations that we're experiencing right now, yeah. how are we redefining redefining masculinity? Yeah, and being men of more the words than few. Yes, and how do we become uh, emotionally intelligent so that we can speak about our uh, feelings and, yeah. and then be able to pass forward, you know, to future generations, and yeah, boys and girls alike, to how to better communicate? Because I feel like that's such the the bottleneck or the choking point of of anyone's. Yeah, you know, life experiences. Can I speak about 
freely yes. what's going on in my life and not feel judged and and then how do I actually move forward through that? Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's. I mean, it, it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I, I was just having a conversation a few nights ago. Some family friends came up, and I was talking to these younger guys, mm -hmm. and and they're, you know, they're like thirty years old, uh, in their twenties uh, and thirties. And mm -hmm. I was like, so what kind of trouble did you guys get into when mm -hmm. you're kids? You know, mm -hmm. and he's like, well, you know, one day. We soaked our neighbor's car window, <laughs> and I was thinking, "Wow, yeah. I was huffing glue," <laughs> you know, and, you know, and yeah. I was like, "We have a totally different experience," mm -hmm. you know, and 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 they were very communicative, yeah. um, up until a point. They were very, you know, it, my judgment was, and this is just my judgment. Great guys, I yeah. mean, seriously, wonderful guys. And um, there was only a, a, an amount of, of emotional intelligence and depth because mm -hmm. I think they'd spent a lot of their life, you know, gaming and, you know, yeah. doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And there wasn't, uh, you know, they were taught, their parents talked to them. So they had that ability to mm -hmm. converse and mm -hmm. feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, what I see, the bane for most uh, for most of us in our society is that we're just not taught that emotional intelligence and how to access it, yeah. but also how to, how to <laughs> sense it, you know, sense it. It's not just about me. It's how am I with you, right. whoever the you is, right. and how can I hear your truth? Right. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's, I believe that's the magic of life mm -hmm. is that I get to hear you, you know, and hear you and I, you know, we're, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm just going to make up some stories, but you know, we're white guys, you know, privileged in, in, in essence, a white man's world. Yep. And so how can, how can I hear women and people of color and, and LGBTQ folks, you know, and, and, and hear them mm -hmm. in, at their core right. and not feel threatened by their difference, but honor and right. celebrate our right. differences, you know? And that's my job for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, that's what I want to do for, for the the next however many, yeah, <laughs> many right, years I right, got. Right. You know, which is which is a, a beautiful mission coming out of the the ashes of some serious childhood trauma. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, because I, I know what it's like to be different. Yeah. You know, I, I was different when I went to Brussels. I was different when I came back to the United States. I was different because I was a drug addict. You know, I was. You know, I mean, I I know what it feels like to be broken, mm -hmm. and you know, at, at your core, mm -hmm. and um, and I know that there are a lot of people that are different than me that you know that are not middle aged, owner class, white, yeah. cisgendered, yeah. you know, heterosexual guys. Yeah. That society, <laughs> in essence, has told them that they're not worth or that they're broken, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I just I can't I can't make my last breath. You know the thought that I didn't do anything about that. Yeah, right, right. So, amen. Yeah, amen. And so, while you were picking back up with your story, while you yeah. were training and you were becoming the at least the U.S. you know yeah, US. best in the U.S. Yeah, and starting to go more international and that sort yeah, of thing, yeah. you were still using drugs. You were still. Or at what point did that? Yeah, you finally. Yeah. So I, I was a super high functioning addict. <laughs> um, but I, by then, you know, all the hard drugs had pretty much gone away. Uh, pretty much. Uh, you know, I was smoking some pot and doing some, a little bit of speed and stuff. I would still do some cocaine. I know it sounds that it, it, it I know it sounds like I'm saying that's not much, but it, compared to what it was, right. it, it wasn't. And, and it was it was definitely moderated. Yeah. You know, I was going to college, you know, start and doing well in college, had, you know, relationships, you know, had a girlfriend. And so, you know, I, I was functioning at a high level, but I was still, you know, attached to suppressing. And I still didn't know. I, I didn't know why I had to do that, mm -hmm. but I still had to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I found the Mankind Project. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife and I got, we met in college the first day of school love at first sight at least for me mm -hmm. and uh and um we waited till we got done with college we got married we went on this big long honeymoon came back and i was like hey i want to mix stuff up a little bit um i know that you know and ultimately i i know that there's something that's driving me that isn't healthy yeah still yeah and um 
and a buddy of mine said, hey, you know, my brother just did this thing. He said it was the greatest thing he ever did in his life. And this was before the internet. So I just showed up, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah. great, I'll do it. I'll try it, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. And um, after that process, the unveiling of my sexual abuse started to, mm. started to come through. Yeah. And it, because over and over again, I had these guys that are like, you know, have you ever been sexually abused? And I was like, well, I know something happened, but I don't know what happened, you know, kind of yeah, thing, right? Yeah. And because um, I was exhibiting all the signs mm -hmm. of, of an abuse victim. Mm -hmm. Which and, would be what for anyone that's not? So, uh, so yeah, so I, I, I was constantly frightened. I was, uh, uh, in essence, numbing out as yeah. often as possibly I could. Um, I was overachieving, yeah. right? Be, yeah. You know, I, this grandiosity, to, you know, I couldn't just be a taekwondo guy. I had to be the best, you know, yeah. and I did that in everything that I did yeah. to, to, you know, kind of overshadow and overpower this brokenness that was inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just some of the ways I would speak, I would, you know, I would speak as a victim, talking <laughs> about how life was against me and, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so they were like, hey, you know, and I was yeah. like, and then uh, the the more and more the more safer I felt with my group of guys, yeah. you know. After the weekend, we we formed these groups, and um, the more it came out, the more it came out, and and um, and not very short time after I started going to my my group, it's called an integration group or I group. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I remember I had a I had a one hitter thing box and I took it and I and I you know I walked into my group and I said you know what you you are my addiction mm -hmm. you know truth integrity honesty emotional mm -hmm. um, awareness this is my new addiction mm -hmm. and I handed it over and that was the last day I, you know I've been sober you know ever since yeah. and I yeah. I no longer consider myself an addict I don't refer to myself as an addict yeah. um, it, I have addictive tendencies I know that about myself yeah. um, and, and I just watch that stuff right you know? right. So, right. Um, I, but you no longer associate or you no, no longer label yourself as recovering right or no I it, it didn't work for me um, and, and what didn't work for you? Uh, naming myself that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it that it works for a lot of people, and and it keeps that sh you know what we call a shadow that shadow in front of them. Um, but I had no problem keeping that in front of me because I was in my group all the time. Yeah. I was going every week to my group, yeah. and so I I knew who I was, right. and, and I and I was expressing my internal st mm -hmm. struggles, mm -hmm. and and so the. You know, the, my thought was, is, you know, I own, you know, you know, from this work, we create a mission statement, we create a shadow mission statement. Mm -hmm. And my shadow mission statement really encompasses my addict. Mm -hmm. And so I say that every day, you yeah. know, and yeah. so. Do um, you mind sharing it with? No. So, uh, so my, oh, yeah. my, my mission is uh, by speaking my truth and listening with faith, I create safety as a harbor for healing, passion, and growth. And my shadow mission is by staying small and turning away, I allow souls to twist in the wind, unheard and unloved. Mm -hmm. And for me, if I'm using, right, yeah. I'm staying small and I'm turning <clears throat> away. Yeah. And and the, the souls that are twisting in the wind, you know, and when I say that, I still see, you know, pictures of, you know, horrible pictures of mm -hmm. people, you know, their bodies hanging, you know, from poles twisting in the wind mm -hmm. and and one of those souls is mine mm -hmm. you know when i act that way mm -hmm. i i'm first up there yeah, yeah you know yeah. and then and and then you know how life goes is you know then it's the, the people close to right. closest to me first my right. wife my children right 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 so right love that yeah thank you for, yeah. for sharing that yeah <clears throat> and so you know something we talked about in the past and, and that I've done in some of my other men's meetings more recently has been focusing on the masks that that men wear mm -hmm. to cover up and we're talking about it already we're just not yeah. talking about using the word mask but um taekwondo was exactly what you needed yes and yet did also serve as a way to kind of cover up yes you know absolutely what was going on you know yeah and absolutely let it be also a, a a vessel to release energy. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what other masks did you wear 
until you start becoming more emotionally intelligent to yeah. take them off. And then once you take them off, here's another question for you. Once you take them off, how do you, that can be scary and vulnerable. Absolutely. You're actually showing to the world for the first time in your life who you really are. Yeah. If you even know what that is. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of questions in there, but maybe we can talk about that process. Yeah. That you yeah. Through. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I'll, I'll talk about, you know, it, um, in the men's work that I've done, we use the four quarters, uh, um, uh, Jungian archetypes, mm -hmm. king, lover, warrior, magician, right? Yep. And and to each of those quarters, there's a, you know a positive or a gold side, yep. and a negative or shadow side, mm -hmm. right? And and so those masks are are what I started, you know, uh, are are the typically the more negative side. Um, so what. Uh, what started out was this wounded lover, right? Mm -hmm. This little boy that was profoundly wounded, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, in a sexual way, which, you know, can be, you know, can make the jump to loving, right? Yep. Yep. And so that wounded lover, that mask that I had to put on immediately was to, you know, was, was an addict, you know, and, and, um, and, you know, and uh, like you said, it, and I said, it's it's it saved my life, um, and it doesn't work, right? So it, at the time, absolutely was was necessary, um, and 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 then I'm just going to move around the quarters. Yeah. Uh, so the the um, the so that's lover. Then the warrior. You know, the mask I took on. You know, here I was this little guy. You know, yeah. and, and, and I was bad ass yeah, you know yeah. I, I i you know i could kick just about uh, you know i fought at 120.8 pounds yeah, right yeah. same height as i am now yeah, so that yeah. was 40 pounds ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i was small and fast and back in the old days when i you know we would we would fight uh we had two weight classes yeah. back in the old days yeah. heavyweight and lightweight and the light I would win the lightweight class and then there was a heavyweight and then we would have the grand championship and I would always fight the heavyweight so I would always fight these these yeah. bruiser guys that were yeah. 180 to 280 yeah. pounds yeah. right and I never lost one of those wow. so I was a badass and so what I what I became was a destroyer right yeah. and that was the mask I needed yeah. now it was tempered with humility through the martial arts but I was still uh, you know, the mask I needed at the time was that n nobody's gonna ever effing touch me again, mm -hmm. and and so, so so that's that shadow mask, mm -hmm. and and then the so lover warrior magician the magician side is you know how we internalize things, how we think about things, how, um, you know it's our it's our problem solver, it's also our coyote, right? Mm -hmm. It's like our manipulator yeah, and so yeah. i as a as a kid had to be able to look walk into a room and size everybody up just by body language mm -hmm. and, and tell if i was safe or not mm. and that's a wonderful skill but it also allows me to manipulate anybody that i want right because i'm three steps ahead of you and i'm eight mm -hmm. And so I could get whatever I wanted, yeah. you know, in yeah. life, yeah. Uh, because I knew what made you tick. You know, you're feeling you're fine, mm -hmm. and I see every chink in your armor, mm -hmm. and I know exactly where mm -hmm. to stick that knife mm -hmm. to either take you down or get what I want. Right. And um, and that was, you know, that was big. Uh, you know, it's again, it saved my life because it created safety. Um, and the king, I really didn't even go into because that's this blessing thing, you know, as a young man. And then, so now the flip is, is becoming more emotionally intelligent and aware of my shadows in the lover is that I have, you know, my love drives my life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've become so aware of my heart and, you know, the endless, bottomless love that's mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. it, it just never stops pouring out. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from that compassion that I talked yeah. about because I know what it's like to be broken. Right. And I'm just one of seven and a half billion broken souls walking right. on the face of this earth, right. Right? right? So it's not like I walk around feeling sorry for everybody, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to listen to you mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm willing to hear you um, for you and not run it through my own filter right. or as little as I possibly can right. because my lover's safe now. Right. Right. And he's safe because I have this warrior, mm -hmm. right? 
that is willing to stand up and do what it takes and be fierce when it, you know, you know, I'm, I'm this lover guy, yeah. but I will light you up if you're my bro, right? Yeah. If you're yeah. my buddy, yeah. I, I will tell you my truth. Yeah. I will not expect you to take it on, yeah. but I'm going to take the risk because I'm courageous in my warrior mm-hmm. um, that I'm, I'm going to tell you my truth mm-hmm. and, and in a loving way mm-hmm. and say, bro, have you, have you thought about this? You know, you know, cause I think a lot of us don't do that with mm-hmm. one another. We're so afraid of losing someone that we were I'll just speak for myself. In my life, yeah. I've been so afraid of losing people that I wasn't honest with them. Mm-hmm. And that's a lose-lose situation. For sure. Yeah. Because you're not getting me and I'm not getting all of you. Right. Right? And then, and then you know, and then that leads me to my, my magician is that I'm, you know, I was always three steps ahead of the game. I was never actually in time. Mm. In, in this time, because I, I was, I was always had to be three steps ahead. Yeah. But now my mind can think so fast is that mm-hmm. I can be with you here, mm-hmm. and and I can check and see how I'm feeling about mm-hmm. what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I can still be open to you mm-hmm. a, a, in what you're saying, and um, and just be present now, mm-hmm. and you know that feeds back again back to my lover that I can I can hear you and I can just on that. On that axis, I can hear you and understand you. And I just love that about mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And those three are in service now of my king, mm-hmm. which is, you know, how do, I, how do I look at the world and serve the world? Mm-hmm. You know, as, as you know, I'm, I'm almost 60, so it's like, you know, as, as an older guy, um, in, in a loving way, how do I hold space for the world? Yeah and bless the world and challenge the world you know it's like it's you know um it's not my world it's the world but how do i serve it as as a leader in the world and how does my leadership show up yeah and um i love that about me (laughs) you know i love that i can you know like i'm i've come of age yeah and all through all this stuff you know who would have ever thought and that i made it and that now I can hold space and and love on people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, it's it's been a it's been a wild ride, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, I certainly recognize that about you just from just the way that you hold space, you know, um, which is really cool. And, yeah. and I was just uh, blessed to have kind of connected with you as my sponsor, if you will, during yeah. during yeah. my weekend. Yeah, but just even great. as you facilitated. Um, you know, you and, and Chance and, and others of the there's there's another there's just another level or way of being yes. that uh, I certainly aspire towards and but it just shows uh, what's beautiful is that it shows other men how you can support and hold space for men and women and yes. for the world yeah, absolutely. without it coming from a place of ego. Right. Or trying to prove worthiness. Right. You know, yeah. and it can certainly be out of service, uh, humility but strength. Yes. Right. Yes. And so many other things, of course. Yeah. But I think it's it's really cool. So I I so appreciate that oh, about thanks. you too. Yeah. Thank um, you. But it's and it's cool to see, and that's what I think is so inspiring about your story is that you've been through. We haven't even begun to talk about your learning disability, <laughs> right. if you will, and <laughs> right. so many other things that you've been through, yeah. and then to be able to look kind of back at your life and be like. Out of all of this, yeah, came such a, a beautiful man, which has yeah. supported a, a, a wonderful wife and, and children and family yep. and, and yep. life purpose. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. It's, I, you know, I I I really feel now at this age, you know, you mentioned my learning disabilities, mm-hmm. which is you know in that in that magician realm, mm-hmm. I really believe from our greatest wounds comes our greatest gold, yeah. right? Yeah. And and um. So, it, you know, most of us spend, as a society, um, and certainly myself, we spend so much time trying to cover up what we think is broken in mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. where that is where our greatest strengths lie. Correct. It's where our, our true humanity yeah. lives. Yeah. And, um, and whether it's, you know, whatever your drug of choice is for numbing out, mm-hmm. you know, TV, porn, sports, you know, um, drugs, alcohol, you name it, spending money, right? I mean, whatever it is that you do to numb out so you 
So you, um, I, I, uh, I get nervous like when I start thinking about something and I'm in the car and I, and I get close to a wound, I'll turn the channel really quick, mm. you know, just mm. to do something. And that's, that's what I call it, turning the channel. You know, you, you turn the channels, you, oh, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah my, my profoundly wounded little boy is down there mm -hmm. and he's alone, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. all I'm doing is covering him up yeah. and he's still alone. So the idea of being able to reach down, you know, and grab that kid for me and hold him in my arms, you know, and just, you know, in, in all his broken, what, how he feels he's broken and just love on him, um, and bless him, you know, there's, and, and, and that, you know, I've been a part of this, you know, self-help work for a long time. You know, what if that little boy broken and all is perfect just how he is because mm -hmm. it's in his brokenness that he can lead and mm -hmm. be in, you know and and love and mm -hmm. um and inspire right you know right going through one of my mkp trainings last night uh good trainings that we went through a process yeah where you know you, you get to look back and see when when did uh broken trust begin yeah um in terms of bucketing and and what you know that little boy created some ways of of dealing with things he couldn't process at the time and yeah. did the best he could at the time yep but what would that little boy need to hear and it just was you know i'm bringing it up because for anyone who's watching who may feel like they're resonating with your story yeah but still feel like what are you talking like i'm addicted or i'm a porn addict or i'm a drug yeah. addict or yeah you yeah. feel i imagine you feel so lost yeah and so broken that you'd look on you and be like I'm never going to get there. <laughs> right. There's no, I would love to be there, but there's right. no way. Yeah. But then to realize that there are groups, there are processes, yes. men out there supporting each other. Yes. Um, Women out there supporting course, each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there, there's so much help. And you know, um, I, I get <laughs> feeling hopeless and helpless. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the idea is, there's that in some of you that are out there, right? And there's something true about you that's out there too. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that there's something that's gonna endure after you're gone. Mm -hmm. there's, there's this spark inside of you that you know is there. Yeah. And, and touch that and start making small decisions from that space and, and finding somebody to listen to, yeah. you know, and yeah. to go to, start, I mean, if, you know, start with a therapist, but right. I'm a big believer in hanging out with, right? I'm a, you know, I'm a certified co-leader in, in the Mankind Project, and I'm a pharmacist, yeah. right? I, I believe in the genius in all of us, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm no psychoanalyst, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I've certainly spent a lifetime up here. For sure, you know? for sure. So yeah, we can, we can, um, man. We we can we can really truly save one another. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just it's the ego, the ego that comes in and 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 likes to show up as as making us think that we are apart from our source. Right. And whether you call it God or Mother Nature or right. energy, whatever the case might be, I was just you know I'm listening to Eckhart Tolle and he does such a great job of yep. saying like. The ego mind, you know, is, is so focused up in here. Yes. But how we look and are we going to disappoint people and all stuff when in reality, our consciousness, our, our way of being is always present in the moment. Yes. You know, and we have to look and realize and have the emotional awareness to say, okay, that's just ego talking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then when you start to see, oh, that's, and you can actually differentiate your identity away from the ego, yeah. you can start to let some of that stuff go versus just feeling you're broken and, and I and I must end this suffering. Right. Because right. this is the source, it's not. Right, right? exactly. Well, so <laughs> I, I, th I'm, I think I mentioned this to you before, but my, my belief is, and I'm sure I've heard this from someone else, mm -hmm. but it, is that, you know, when we're small and we're, and, and we're getting mowed over by life, yeah. The ego cuts a deal with the soul because the soul can't handle that. The soul right. is pure love. Correct. And it's like, why is this happening to me? I'm going to freak out. Myself, yeah. yeah I, you know, this is not where mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to break. Right. And the ego steps in and says, hey, listen, dude, um, 
uh, let me help help you out, buddy. If you give control over to me, yeah. I'll keep you safe. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. I'll I'll keep you numb, mm -hmm. right? I'll, I'll you know, and my ego my ego strategies were, you know, drugs and alcohol, mostly drugs, yeah. drugs, um, killing yourself, beating stuff up. Those mm -hmm. were my ego solutions mm -hmm. to those things. Mm -hmm. And it, in that, you know, it it allowed my soul to make it until the time where I my soul could finally go. And that's that part I talk about that that's enduring about you and me is that soul peace until that soul can come up and say hey you know what i want to take over the show again you know you've been driving my bus you know for a long time but you're driving past my friends and my family and you're driving past my fashion my uh all, all my um all my dreams yeah. and my my passion and my joy <laughs> you're driving past everything yeah. just to keep you know just to keep me safe but mm -hmm. i'm i'm safe now mm -hmm. right i'm mm -hmm. i'm now 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 i'm i'm out of danger now yeah, yeah. so you know the idea is to you know is to do this i love a healthy ego yeah. but man that ego when he drives a, my bus you know i always see my ego up in the and my ego's an eight-year-old or a three three to eight-year-old little yeah, boy yeah. and he's driving the bus like this yeah. And he's bouncing down this country road, and here's my family at yeah. one bus stop, yeah. <laughs> and he's and blow past him, and there's dust blowing all over him, you know. And I all that's my vision yeah. that works so well for me. It's yeah. like, oh, just like what you said. Oh, that's my ego talking. I just drove past my wife, and I gotta, you know. And so what I do now is my soul says, hey, buddy, come on, you know, you can't drive anymore. You can sit on my lap. But I have to drive, yeah. you know, and then I can just yeah. pull over and open the door and let my wife in, yeah. you know. Yeah. So let me ask you because this is relevant in my life, and I'm sure it is in, in other people. When, when your your wounded boy, yeah, um, or your pain body, or whatever you want to, yep. to yeah. kind of put that yep. the, the name on, yep. when that shows up and it lashes out, yeah, and hurts people that are the closest to you, yeah, whether in doing or saying things that. You don't mean it's like almost like you you going to you know kill yourself. It wasn't premeditated. Right, sometimes it right. just comes out. It just, and yep. for me too, it's like sometimes, uh, as my girlfriend explains, it's like it's like diarrhea of the mouth. Right, and right, I don't right. even think about it. It comes out, and then as I see her response, I'm like, oh god, what did I do? What did I just say? How do how do a how do how do I or anyone watching kind of deal with situations like that? to make amends and how to, to move forward, would yeah. you recommend if there's any ideas? And yeah. then how, as the recipient of daggers, if you yeah, will, because yeah, you've been yeah. married a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, you've absolutely. been through. <laughs> one or two things. <laughs> one or two things. Yeah, absolutely. It's a regular marriage. Right. So how do you work through those things yeah. when it comes to a partnership? Yeah. The, um, um, I'll preface it by saying the cool thing is by getting older that and learning mm -hmm. that stuff happens so much less right yeah, yeah. And, but the key thing is is the learning part of it mm -hmm. so I, I can tell you you know having a dough or a way right and for me you know it's being an integrity it's my mission statement right. by speaking my truth and listening with faith right mm -hmm. and, and and the faith part in this one in this instance isn't about isn't about religion it's a faith that everything that i'm going to be okay and that everything's not you know right. we're going to be okay here. right right and so um so when when i lash out when i get triggered and i say something you know i first and foremost immediately own it mm -hmm. you know as fast as i can i can mm -hmm. only tell you that i've probably apologized a hundred times to my children they're now 25 and 27 mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and and i screw up like every parent screws up right and and I own it, and but I don't. But owning it, it, it saying I'm sorry, really is like putting a band aid on a gushing That's wound. Exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it so really yeah, I mean, it helps. Yeah, it helps some. I mean, it, the person gets that that you're conscious. Yeah. But the, for me, the next step is is that. I explain. I'm. I'm not coming from a fine place, right? I, I. I go ahead and become vulnerable in that time, and say, "Listen. Um, here's the data. Here's what happened, 
and that triggered in me this feeling and I was so what and usually what it is for me is fear mm-hmm. um, my anger is actually comes from fear mm-hmm. um, it, it's or sad Same. or profound sadness yeah. comes out as anger yeah. right <clears throat> and so um, and so I'll own that with whoever I've just wounded and mm-hmm. said you know my wound just wounded you and mm-hmm. I, I want you to get why that came out mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and and um, I walk around with this thing and it's not your fault yeah what I just said you were just being you yeah um, I took you being you and internalized it and weaponized it mm-hmm. and that's not fair to you mm-hmm. and and in that process um, I'm learning mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and the, that, that shadow belief about myself, which is I'm not good enough or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm profoundly broken and dirty and I'll never be good enough, yeah. right? Um, that, that core belief about myself got triggered and I lashed out from that space. Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, the, the, we were, I was just talking uh, with some clients the other night and, and I look at those as kind of like the vampires of life. Like yeah. they suck the lifeblood out of relationships, right? And 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 they're shadow vampires. And the idea about what you do with shadow and vampires is you shine light on them. Mm. And the light is understanding Mm -hmm. and open and and a willingness to to be vulnerable and learn. Mm -hmm. And you shine Mm -hmm. that light and what happens to shadow and vampires when you shine light, right? They go away. And and so I and again I don't want that shadow that wound to go away in me because yeah. it's where my strength is, but I don't, I don't want to act out of that place. Correct. Correct. And so I honor that shadow place. I, and I just, you know, and so I, you know, I love that wounded little boy inside mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. I'd never want him to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just driving my bus. I don't know what's that to happen. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, he yeah. just like veered into yeah. the crowd. Yeah. You know, it's like, and and so and so that's and and it's it's learning. And for me, it's been. Um, repetition of learning and vulnerability, learning and vulnerability, and learning and vulnerability, and 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 now I'm like, you know, it's like I go, <gasps> you know, to to react. I'm like, wait a yeah, second, yeah. that's 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 my little boy. Yeah, you know, what do I, what's really happening with them? Right. Let's stay focused on them because mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm it's gonna all the next words were going to be all about me yeah. right yeah. and so what i do so my next step is is like if you find yourself going to be triggered ask a question mm-hmm. of the person and find out more and for me that that um uh disarms that shadow piece in me because mm-hmm. i'm learning more about you i'm now focused on you instead of mm-hmm. the wound that's in me mm-hmm. and so i ask a question and ask another question and that seems to work really that's been one of my strategies yeah, yeah. so no that's really really good really really good thank you how would someone who's the recipient of your you know or my <laughs> verbal vomit yeah you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, or, or that sort of thing. My pain Tourette's yes. uh, coming out of me. How how do they? Especially if it's in because I feel like it shows up mostly with family and, and yeah. intimate relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's just like uh, the insurance agencies will tell you that you're going to get in uh, car wrecks the most within a mile of your house, yeah. and it's the same with the the, the love wrecks, you know, yeah, the heart yeah. wrecks. You yeah. know, yeah. it's within about twenty yeah. feet of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, and 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 it's kind of this. It's it's the same thing, but in a different way. It's like you know, if if you see this coming at you, the idea is for me one of one of the things that I do is say, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I, I, I just say, you know, if I'm gonna. I get triggered, right? Somebody says something hurtful to me, um, and I can either I can either go ballistic, or I can you know kind of try and stop that process. Yeah. And it's like so I tell myself one, I'm safe. Yeah. This is this is not about me. Yeah. If if I truly feel it isn't, yeah. you know, and then I ask a question or I make a statement. I say so. So what you're telling me is that you think I'm unloving. You know, and, and I get more information because typically what I have found in personal relationships that are, you know, for the most part functional is that it's, I'll just speak about Stacy and myself. It's not Stacy's intent 
to, to harm me. You know, she's speaking a truth, and she may be speaking from her triggered space. Her little girl may be driving her bus, yeah. and and so we can. The more I ask questions about that, the more light I shine on that. Mm -hmm. As a again, as opposed mm -hmm. to going, you know, little girl against little boy mm -hmm. and duking it out, which mm -hmm. never ends well. Yeah. It's like little girl, uh, you know, uh, loving man. Yeah. So tell me more. Yeah. And, and that's hard to do, you know. It, it, and again, this is, just comes from repetition. But if you have, if you think the best about the person that you're in relationship, you know, <laughs> if, if you think the best, if I think the best about Stacy or about my children or, or about my good buddies, you know, their their intent isn't to wound me. Correct. And so, you know, it. So we can. And, and there's some other things that you can do. I was. Doing a consult with a couple the other night, and and um, one of the things that if you know your partner is going to get triggered, you can I can say, honey, I'm going to say some stuff, but I want you to know that I love you and I really respect you. Yeah. And this isn't meant to harm you, but I feel I need to say that. Yeah. Now, if you start out every one of those conversations that way, yeah. it diffuses the situation pretty pretty well. Now, yeah. it, it, the, you know whoever the recipient is may get hurt somewhat but if you if you state if you have an agreement between the two of you that you're going to think the best of each other and love on each other mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. and that in a loving relationship honesty is absolutely essential mm -hmm. and i have to stand up for me and i certainly expect you to stand up for you yeah. and so we may disagree at times yeah. um, but we can do that as safely as we possibly can. Yeah, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Communication creates that, uh, yeah, that safe space. Right, that, right. In that container, if you will, yeah, that yeah. Uh, it keeps everyone, hopefully, engaged in yeah. the greater purpose, which is growth and holding each other to yeah. our truths and being able to, yes. to speak that. And if I'm profoundly triggered, you know, if I'm really, really angry, I, you know, I, I tend to, ask for space and and I just say you know I'm really angry right now this would probably not be the best time for me to have a conversation mm -hmm. and I go off and I get introspective mm -hmm. and, and I, I think about you know the person our relationship right. myself right. what's happening right. you know and then I come back and can have can have a conversation yeah. so yeah and that yeah. doesn't always work right no you know, I mean sometimes I just go Bleh, yeah. right yeah so <laughs> Same, right. Same, and sometimes it's just being triggered, and I don't even see it coming. And right, that's just, yeah. That's but but this, I really believe, that, and I've seen it in friendships, and I've seen it in employees, and um, and in people that I've done consultations with, and things like that. This is a learned skill. Mm -hmm. You can become better at this. It it, it 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 and it can it can get better pretty fast if yeah. both parties agree yeah. to a certain set of ground rules yeah things can change really quite quickly yeah yeah when you're focused on on mutual respect and love mm. things change pretty quickly mm. you know mm. it, it doesn't you know it, it can take like like a like a, a martial art it can take years yeah. or decades to become a master at it yeah. but you can really stop profoundly wounding one another you know within a couple weeks yeah yeah so that's, that's, I think, yeah, inspiring and, and hopeful for anyone who's <laughs> yeah. who's doing it, myself included, right? Yeah, right, so, right. Um, I think in wrapping things up, I, I'd love to kind of just hear, um, what do you feel like is men's greatest needs in today's society? Yeah. You know, to I I to I really believe to feel of true service in mm -hmm. some way. Um, you know, we all got to work and some of us are lucky enough, you know, like, uh, again, I developed this mission statement when I was 29 years old. So mm -hmm. I was a young guy. So I was actually able to wrap my mission statement into my entire career. Mm -hmm. And I loved every single, couldn't wait to get to work, mm -hmm. uh, was not a workaholic, didn't define me, mm -hmm. but when I was there, I loved doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So having, having a core belief about how you're gonna be in the world and be of service in the world, you can do that being a salesman, a mechanic, a, you know, a cook, it doesn't matter, right. you know? Right. And you can bring honor to 
how you are yeah. and you know life doesn't it, what i typically see for a lot of guys is they get their their work is so draining because they may be doing something that they don't love yeah that when they get home what they do is they tend to numb out and mm. and and a certain amount of that is absolutely necessary life can be overwhelming yeah as long you know, as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's pretty healthy. Yeah. I mean, even having a drink, you know, yeah. every you know, a few nights a week, yeah. I don't have a problem with yeah. that. I really yeah. don't. Um, <clears throat> but you know, to sit in front of the TV or in front of the gaming station for the next eight hours—that's right. your life. Right. You know, people are honest to God. People are watching people on TV open up storage units and go through people's unwanted junk. They, millions of people watch that every I'm like, I can't even believe that I would waste this short, precious time I got. Yeah. You know, that I can be a service of something greater than myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you serve. You know, it doesn't matter. But um, I, I, I said before, I believe that there's a genius mm-hmm. in every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a profound purpose in mm-hmm. every single one of us. Mm-hmm. I am not going to be Martin Luther King. Right, I'm not going to be Mahatma Gandhi, right? It's but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a mark on this world yeah. of service, right. and and you know and I'm you know if I die tomorrow, I die a happy man. Mm-hmm. I I die fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I don't leave any rock unturned any day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not that I don't unplug and watch TV, and I do, right? right, right I right. do all that stuff. Right. And I also spend the most most of my day in service of other folks. So mm-hmm. it, so for most men, and this is the thing that I don't think is passed down generationally, yeah. is that m- most men aren't taught to follow their passion. Mm. And, and again, you can do that in any job. Right. Because it's not the job that defines you; it's it's you that defines the job. Right. And so, if you bring your passion and your caring and your loving heart, and you know, and you're wanting to make the world a little bit better than you found it mm-hmm. into your job, mm-hmm. one, your job goes a lot better. Mm-hmm. Two, you probably get promoted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and three, you wa- you walk home energized as opposed to drained. Yeah. And so then you can go home and love on your partner, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 uh, if if you have kids, you love on kids, and and then you can, you know, go to a PTA meeting or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But life, uh, I think you get, the, I think you get a sense about me is like, I, you know, I'm rarely tired. Yeah, I'm tired when I my head hits the pillow. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the day, I'm having a blast, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's that's my want and wish. Uh, for men in this world, because I think um, the other, the opposite side of that is that we're tired. We come out of our egos. We <clears throat> overpower, you know, target groups. Yeah. You know, and, and and you know, and we make, you know, we make a mess of it. Yeah. As opposed to being in service of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I think coming around full circle from what you said at the very beginning, you know, when you when you're coming out of abuse and and you're just attempting to survive, if if of that, yeah. the the wake that's being cast off by this, or or the dust being yeah. left by this little boy <laughs> driving the bus, bus yeah. is is so different than the wake that you're leaving of love. Yes. You know. Yeah. And it's and I think it's uh, again that what I'm what I'm hoping to do with these interviews and talking to amazing individuals like yourself is like casting some light on not it just being theoretically based and and that's pie in the sky and that sounds great and he seems awesome but i don't connect with that because right. i don't know the steps to, from how to go from a to z right you know yeah I, i'm gonna just i'm just trying to get from a to b and that yes. seems overwhelming it's like yeah. how do i get there to where i leave a lasting legacy of love right which yourself and martin luther king Mahatma Gandhi, and mother Teresa, and, and yeah. all these individuals that have left a, a long legacy is always based in love yeah it yeah. is and if you look at any major religion it's right. all based on love right it, it's it's you know it's the one unifying thought right. for all of us right. and and you're exactly right and that's 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 my hope for us right. and, and if if you don't know what to do next just do this is my wife and I statement this is how we've ran our businesses how we've done how we've how we've um, 
you know, how our relationship has been, how we've been as parents, just do the next right thing. Just do the next right step. It doesn't, you know, it, it, you know, it, the end result, it, you know, my master was very clear. It's, it's not where you end up. It's, it's every step of the way. It's the journey that makes it the joy. So just do the next right thing for yourself. Right. If you feel, if you're stuck in addiction, do the next right thing. If you feel like you're numbing out, do the next right thing. Take a small step and don't numb out one night a week. You know, just one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you grow, yeah. you know, to having a, a fulfilled, to be able to say, if I die tomorrow, I die fulfilled. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Hope you guys uh, really enjoyed this. If you want to get in touch with uh, Jeff, maybe we'll put some contact info. Or, yeah, sure. Know, that's fine. Like that, yeah, absolutely. You know, just yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, being able to ask any questions or feel free to comment below whether you're seeing this on YouTube or Facebook. Um, you know, you can always reach out to me and, and that sort of thing in terms of support. Just know that you're not alone. There have been, you know, many other individuals yeah. that have maybe come before you or um, that are here to support you. So... Thank you again. My pleasure. My honor. Take care. And that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, I'd be honored if you'd share it on your favorite social platform. It also really helps to get the word out if you subscribe and leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Something you think we could be doing better I love constructive feedback as it's always welcome. And please feel free to email me at podcast at johnnyking.com with any questions or concerns. I'm also available on Instagram at johnnyking or on facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been awesome. And we'll catch up with you next time. Peace. Peace.